Welcome to the Black Lives Living Podcast. We discuss the societal, cultural and structural issues black people face in the UK, focusing on the positive experiences while highlighting the negatives and discussing what we can do to address them. Hopefully we can all learn a thing or two. Enjoy the episode. Welcome. <laughs> Today we've got Mac D and we've got his girlfriend Rebecca. Hello, Rebecca. Hello. How are you? I'm great, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm always good. Mac D, what are you saying? I'm good, my man. How are you? Always good, mate. Always good. Awesome, awesome. So, guys, today I wanted to talk to you guys about kind of bringing mixed race children into this very <laughs> challenging world, shall we say. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, me and Steph, in the future, we're going to have kids and they're going to be mixed race. And I kind of want to just know from you guys, like, what what have you found, or what advice would you give me in terms of, like, having mixed race kids, like, in your perspectives and i'll start with you mac like what advice would you give me in terms of raising kids that are mixed race i think um you know being understanding yourself is one of the most important things especially as a as a male right you know if you've got a son or you've got a daughter you've got to take that role as as much as you know you want to show them your own culture and where you're where you're coming from and Mm. you know and let them also understand how important the history of their ancestors and what they've gone through. They've mm. also got to understand the other side of it as well. Yeah. You know like so, equally. so you're thinking like being able to balance the culture. Of course. Um, yeah. I think, I think balance is very important, you know, mm. and, uh, and, you know, like we still live in a world, unfortunately racism is still something that's, you know, that, that, that still happens. But, um, yeah, man, I think you just got to let the kids understand that. They need to know who they are. Mm. So, so with you two, obviously you've got kids half Scottish, half um, Zimbabwean. How have you managed to kind of balance both cultures? Because it, there's obviously things that, um, you know, in Zimbabwe the culture is this way, in Scotland the culture is this way, um, and there's things that are probably going to misalign between the two. So, Rebecca, like, what? How, how do you think you, or what advice would you give me in terms of balancing that culture, and how do you balance that culture with the kids between Zimbabwe and Scotland? Well, I think for me, my children are still quite young. So mm. I've got a baby, eleven months, and also two and a half year old. Mm. So, well, almost three year old now. So for me, um. It's just taking, making sure that I take the time to take them so they hear different accents and then learn different traditions. So say little things like Rabbi Burns Night in Scotland, that's about Robert Burns, who's a famous Scottish poet, and you learn about it in schools and every year you have haggis, neeps and tatties. It's like a traditional meal. So making sure that they're around those events which are traditionally just there and then you can explain them as they get older but just knowing that they can sing certain songs like old lang sang is quite popular in scotland so 
really just making um how does that song go Oh, you, you know it. Do you know the song? We don't know it. We, we just want you, you to sing it. Yeah, no. we just want to hear from you. No. Do you not? So do you not know about old line sang? You no. you'll see it like football and that sometimes. Go like on, when you on. when you do your go, hands. go on, give us go on. give us yeah, a little taste. Of, give us a little oh. taste. Of. <laughs> 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 Come on. Okay. Just a quick five okay. seconds. Okay. For old lang sang, ah. my dear, for old lang sang. No, I've heard that, man. What, what, what am I doing? I didn't know that's what it's called, but of course I've heard that. Yeah, so li- little things like this. It's, mm. it's just keeping those alive. And for me, it's really, I want to learn more now because I want to have something to say. Before history at school wasn't something that, I took a natural interest to, and that was with my own history as well. I didn't have anyone um, given down in generations, traditions that came from the family or what you stand for as a family or what that is. So on a cultural level as well, I also want to know what I can give from Scotland in my own heritage and history so that I can tell them that too. So I think it's just being really aware of trying to make a balance because the balance is there. And if you don't consiously come from both sides with that balance, it's going to become one-sided yeah. at I think some point down the line. I think for me, um, what I've taken an interest in, like kind of like yourself, I, I wasn't really interested in history as mm. such. But I haven't got, I didn't have anybody saying, you know, look, this is where you came from. Mm. This is your great granddad and he was this or he was that. Like, I, I, do, I don't know that. And actually, mm. I think for me, it's something that I'd like to pass down to say, like, of course. you know, knowing your history and where you're from. Something simple like Mac, for example. Um, Mac has boxer blood like in his bloodline there's been somebody that has taken it upon themselves Mm. to go for fighting and i believe that that changes things somewhere because you put your body through certain things and that gets passed down now well it changes your mindset as well because the thing is now you come from something you feel like you can be yeah just because because it's like it's been done before and it almost makes you feel that you're supposed to be doing that Mm. rather than just going off your own whim you've got centuries of people doing it before you or you know it, it, it does it does help and then he can pass that down it's it's, it's yeah. nice it's good mac in terms of your mentality knowing that you know your granddad was a boxer like what how important was that to you in terms of your mind of your mindset with you being interested in boxing do you know what very um obviously i was already boxing when i found when I found this out, mm. but it just, you know, ignited something in me and it kind of, you know, gives you like a foundation for you to understand, okay, do you know what? Maybe this is where my love for this comes from. Maybe, you know, a lot of things, you know, you they say you inherit, you know, s- certain things from your ancestors and yeah. whatnot. And I don't know, maybe, maybe this could be one of those things. But actually one thing that actually was the main drive was... You know, speaking to my granddad, you know, he sat me down and told me that, you know, his great granddad came from like a family of seven kids and six of those kids 
were all murdered wow. and there was only survivor and the only survivor was actually my great granddad and his name was Pamiwa. that was his first name mm. so that's my surname so like if he wasn't he could have been the seventh person to die do you know what i'm saying so like that kind of gave me a different perspective on just how you know it gives you a sense of importance Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You give, uh, you look at life from a whole different perspective. You know, when I, when he, when he was telling me this, and I was like, wow, you know, I'll, there's a massive chance that you know my whole family, my, the whole generation, could not have been, been here. There. Do you know but what I mean? He survived, but he survived. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, fortunately, like his um, his family from his mother's side came and rescued him, took him away, and then you know what I mean. That's how we ended up having my Pemiwa family coming along, do you know yeah. what I mean? Because they rescued him. So, you know, as even those stories like that, they're very important. So that's something that I can sit my kids down when they'd come to an age and understand and let them understand how important mm. they are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even if they're growing up in this in, in a Western world, they also have to understand where their ancestors came from and what they went through. Because in the day and age that we live right now, you know, my kids being mixed race, their their side, the black side of the story is always going to start from slavery. Mm. And that's what they see and that's what they hear and that's what that's in their face right now. If you go on the computer and you search about black history, it's always going to refer back to, but we had other things going on. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Especially, mm. you know, fortunately enough, my family never got involved in slavery. So that's another story. That's another side of a story that's never been told. Do you know what I'm saying? So... I think it's very, very important to share those things. Yeah. You know I'm saying? Do you know what? I think um, for me, when I was kind of, you know, doing my engineering training, I can only imagine that if I had got information saying, you know, your granddad used to be an engineer, it it would fill me with much more confidence yeah. because I'd be like, well, like, you know, obviously, yeah, like somebody in my family has yeah. done it. There, therefore, it's not like me looking at someone on the internet saying, mm -hmm. "Oh, yeah, he, you yeah, know, he's an yeah, engineer yeah. or whatever." Mm -hmm. It would kind of put that rocket up your ass, if yeah. you like, to go, "Hey, you know what? I feel a sense of responsibility that yeah. if that person has done it, um, you know, I can do it because they're part of my family as well." Yes, you know. Um, so I th no, I think I think I've definitely taken more interest in history, and, and I want to pass the yeah, history down. Hundred yeah. um, percent, and focusing on the positives as well, like what yeah. you were saying. So, um, about what is the narrative that unfortunately naturally gets pushed, yep. and where that starts, but that's on our awareness to know that. There are books that we can be reading to our children that yeah. fill them with all different things that we ever had just going through school and learning. This is what happened. Yeah. Da, da, da. And as you get older, you're like, oh, that doesn't really make sense. Or why does it only start from here? What about all of this? But it's up to us to inquire our minds about that. So focusing on those positives and relaying that information as well, because showing the beautiful side of it rather yeah. So they can then question on their own when they go, do you know what, why is it only, maybe they'll raise their hand in history one time and be like, do 
do you know what? Why is it always about this? Do you just know about da 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 the two hundred years before that? Do you just know? Did you just know that? Do you and know what? That's Sorry. Maybe where, where out, things can out of curiosity, yeah. Uh, like this is a question for you, Rebecca. Right? Mm. Let's say we ended up doing like some research and whatnot, yeah. And yeah. then we end up finding out that your ancestors were actually, let's say, slave owners. Yeah, this is okay. hypothetical, by the way, right? Yeah. Sorry to put you on the spot. Do you think that would be something you'd share with your kids, or would it, would would it be something you just kind of would you push to the side and not share that side of, let's say, oh, that history? It's like or not a positive yeah, side yeah. Or of would the you just story, leave it yeah. as you know, history is history, and explain to them like da 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 da. You know, how would you? Well, it depends what what happens because again, even in that that itself, we're just focusing on the negative and. Mm. In the sense that that happened at one point, but what I'd be curious is what happened after that. Who then came and went? Do you know what? This is not right. This mm-hmm. is what triggered that. Did they fall in love with somebody and mm-hmm. their their viewpoint was completely changed and they seen things differently and they go, do you know what? Yeah, what does that yeah. look like? And because that's never something that I have been taught or viewpoints that I've ever had. So it would have obviously changed at some point. So Mm -hmm. I think it's, I would still, to answer it, I would still, yes, tell them because I can't be ashamed of something that I've had to work hard to find out about. Like, I can't... Because it's not your, it's not on you, you know what I'm saying? It's not on me, but maybe, to be honest, it could give how we're learning, hypothetically, if Mm -hmm, this was mm -hmm. a situation, then Mm -hmm. that would probably... Put a fuel into me yeah. about that's that's actually a part of me. That whole bloodline thing we can look at and go, wow, that's all amazing. But amazing, like because the majority of people are going to have that somewhere up their bloodline. Yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah. that's also in you. So what are you going to do about that? Fight for something, or just be like, oh, that's a bit, and just hide it. I think with that, it's important. You know, history is history, whether it's bad or good mm, it, it, it that's happens, what it is yes. and you can say you know with that you can say listen um this is what happened but then this is what happened and then what happened was wrong mm. and why it was yeah. it was wrong you know so I, I i think you know just going back to max point and your point actually um saying you know the narrative when you search black history it's normally negative mm. and s- about slavery and we're not actually educating our kids that there were black people out there that were doing very good things. Mm. Um, one question that I have actually is that I, on a podcast before, I spoke to my friend Jess, and basically I asked her why is it that mixed race women say that they're mixed race, but but mixed race men and boys always say that they're black mm. do, uh, do your kids if somebody asked your kids or you know what are you would they say they're black no do you know what i think you 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 hit that nail on the head on the head when you said you know the difference bit between the male and female response you know like if i if i'm going to be honest i think probably my daughter would resonate herself as a mixed race you know what i mean but i think maybe my son or the sons would probably have a little bit of a... It's because the two older ones were older in age, so teenager and earlier, so the older two, because obviously the younger ones right now, they've not... 
Yeah, you, yeah, you of course. You can ask them, but so speaking from that perspective. But if I were to say to Christian, what race are you? What w- what what do you think his first bang would be like? I'm nah. He would be mixed. You say I'm yeah, I'm mixed, mixed race. You say he's mixed yeah, race. Uh, you say I am mixed between both. Oh, well, okay. Yeah he, yeah, he understands that. Mm. Yeah. Well, that, that's. Do you know what? Well, that's a good thing actually yeah. because, um, it's funny because I've had this conversation with Steph. Christian's before. nine, by the way. Um, and I said to her that if we were to have kids, mm. I would want to kind of have the talk like we we've discussed on on previous episodes and on this podcast you know um just prepare them to be black yeah. even though they're mixed race yeah yeah okay and that. you know what we established from some of the previous episodes is that factually yes they are mixed race mm-hmm. but societally yeah, they yeah. are seen as black yeah yeah do you know what you're completely you're completely right like i've i've had that chat with my kids as well do you know what i'm saying but um Unfortunately, we you know we live in a world where racism is something that's still very prominent in this day and age. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? And the worst part of it is like now you've got things like you know social media, you've got things like media itself that's controlled to kind of push that narrative. So it's always, in a sense, quite confusing. I think for mixed race, because let's say like for example, let's say you got someone like Drake. That they can go on on the microphone. Like, do you know what we was having this conversation earlier on about Fat Joe, mm. right? So mm. you got someone that like Drake and for, Fat for, Joe. For some of our listeners, they don't <laughs> listen to Drake or they don't know who I Fat listen, Joe is. Everyone listens to Drake, bro. <laughs> so Fat Joe is basically a white Puerto Rican uh, man. I wouldn't say white. I would say maybe mixed. Okay, like, a mixed yeah, Puerto yeah. Rican man. Let's do that. Yeah, let's say that. Uh, and he's a rapper. Yeah, and so then Drake okay, obviously yeah. mixed as well. But these guys. Obviously, in the lyrics, they'll be using the N-word. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? But on the flip side of that, you know what I'm saying? When a, a, a mixed-race kid from Essex maybe is around uh, other black kids and then he thinks he can use the N-word, mm. he might get a different um, reaction from that. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Which then makes him have almost like a like a complex with with that situation yeah. do you like know what I'm n- now you're kind of in the middle like so you don't know where you do you know what i'm saying yeah. but like on the other side of it you've got white people looking at you as you're a black person but like your black people won't let you fully be black black yeah do you know what i'm like saying you're not you black just, enough yeah you're not black enough we'll you know but on, yeah. the, fl- on the flip side of that you know so it's i think like that's you're not prob- black yeah. enough but you're not white mm. yeah, yeah so yeah. that's where i think this is why because yeah. for me, I don't know, I've got quite a lot of different views. That, as I said before this, I've never had to sit down and really put together about sort of my children growing up as mixed-race children and what that looks like. But from what I see already, it's it's a lot more colorism. Like, mm. have you... What's kind of worrying is now that mixed race is trending and that then comes with people being used for a certain thing because Mm. they tick certain boxes, Mm. but they're also still kind of close, like Mariah Carey, for example. Mm. Yeah, so this is something. And my daughter's very, very light. She was born in Scotland. I'm really, really pale. She's, she's, She's very light, so... I think about how 
it's all, it's almost like how those advantages and that's where i think colorism comes in so it's not just black and white anymore mm. it's it's the shade of black exactly. and also not being white absolutely so, absolutely so if you're mixed race and you're there's still darker, a spectrum there. yeah, it's, it's not it's not it's not black it's not or white just mixed race it's, yeah, it's also it's, like it's how, how dark are you as a yeah, person even yeah. if you're mixed race like 100%. are you the mixed are you more the white side of the mixed yeah. race and 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 that mm. in the world that we live in will bring its own privileges yeah and if you are on the dark side of it yeah then that would also bring it's disadvantages, and, you know? And we're talking about children here. Mm. So for for our family, we have a lot of different children. Mm. So it's then looking beyond that to then think in the future, what does it look like for my nephew, say, who is black mm. and has got a mixed-race sister and mixed-race cousins and a lot of mixed-race about him. Around him, sorry, and then he looks up at his uncle who's black, his mum who's black, his mm. gogo who's black, and then he also sees lots of white aunties and mm. and people, and so even his own just individual perspective of mm. all that he's going to be going through a journey with. So it's not even just our children; it's then our children's then affect on because you never know we don't know what that looks like yet that's mm. that all just needs played out and has has Shanice or Christian ever come to you guys um and s- said you know there's been something at school uh or, or Mac you know has there been something at school where she's felt you know like she she doesn't fit in on on the white side or the black side or any kind of discrimination there like have, have you have you had that from any of your kids um i think i've spoke to shanice a few times about you know where she's i don't think she's personally ever been in a situation like that yet and and for our listeners how old is shanice uh she's 13 13 yeah okay so yeah i don't think she's found herself in that situation yet yet but I think she's got a full understanding of what racism is and how it affects people. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Because when I sit here at home with her, I'm always watching things on TV and I'm always, you know, making sure I'm engaging with her when we're watching something that's, you know, let's say it could be 12 years of slavery or something mm. like that, or it could be roots. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. And then Are letting even her the, underst- the, um, your um, Zimbabwean comedy shows? Yeah. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, it's all, it's all, it's all sides of it. What you're sitting with, I think something she did actually say after you went over to Zimbabwe was um, about her hair. Like she felt beautiful when she went over, and she was she comes back for school, and for years she just stuck her hair up. Mm. And she was like, when she was over there, she everyone was like besotted by her like she was the most beautiful thing in the world and her hair was amazing whereas here she was like i couldn't just wear my hair down it's not it's not it's it's not the known thing so i think that's it's slight a slight something but for girls it's quite a big thing because you can't feel like you can actually wear your hair down because it's not it would, it would it would it would it would it's going to draw attention to Mm. you isn't it so Mm, maybe mm, it's going to provoke people because you're wearing your hair out instead of just trying to retain it for the sake of 
being different yeah. whereas you know yourself like when you go back home to zimbabwe mm. the feeling that you have there she now has that contrast because yeah. she has lived and breathed and felt the love around people just for being herself mm. whereas she has to compose herself into something here so i don't know if it's been like an outright attack but i think they're all quite even when you think back to when we were younger, it's like people would throw around racial things, like, you know, like Milky Bar Kid, little things that, yeah. that people would, that's all you could really say. Um, but I think that still goes on now, but it's all sides, so I don't think it's, like, that deep for them. I don't know when it would maybe go to that level until they get older, potentially. Do you think um, the fact that your kids have two different cultures in the same household that's made them more accepting of different cultures of course of course you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. they then understand that this is not the only right yeah, way yeah, yeah. you know there's mm. this way i'm exposed to this culture i'm exposed to that culture so do, yeah. do you think them growing up as adults they're going to be you know men and women that are m more used to uh, different cultures than mm. they would if it was say. You know what? To be honest with you, I think it's not even at home. It's more at school. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I think the kids at school they're interacting with so many different, f different culture cultures and different races. Do you know what I'm saying? So like I think, um, yeah, a lot of it is at school because that's where they're making their friends. That's where they spend most of their time. That's where their personalities come through. Yeah, but the thing is, you have people who go to mixed schools, they still come out as racist. I think that's more at home then. So they learn the racism at home. That's something that... Uh, I Do you know what? I think there is a, a lot of people that I think we both even know that are, that are probably would be different towards me and you than around if we're not around in a sense. Do mm. you know what I'm saying? They would mm. probably be more acceptable to... Uh, they would... Um, Accept racism happening around them if we were not there. And if we're not there, yeah. but if we were there, it would be a whole different situation. Yeah, yeah, Do you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Because there is a relationship there. There is growth. We've come from. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. We we understand each other, but like, you know, I think the English society is a weird fucking thing. Yeah, I I actually I do think that in terms of the diversity mm -hmm. and inclusion of kids growing up as like into adults it definitely helps if they're exposed to multiple cultures yeah. like if your friends are diverse uh you know your mom's white your dad's black you have indian friends you go around your indian friend's house mm -hmm, mm -hmm. whatever like different that, foods different, different music foods, different energies different yeah 100 um, percent. and and those are the things that you've said it's like different food different mm -hmm. um rules yeah yeah that is that you might important. actually agree with and go oh yeah i've always thought you should take your shoes off at the door it mm. makes sense to me mm. why would why would you walk that doesn't really make you know you, it takes you going into different places and different environments and seeing how even just appreciating maybe you, your own culture your own mm. you know or being inspired by something else but like, wow i've never 
tasted food like this like before. that before. Yeah. This is my favorite now. This is you know mm. and and experiencing that because I think everyone should. This is a big thing for you because you love traveling. So it's like I think everyone should be traveling and be encouraged to travel, mm. and you should on those family holidays and meet other families that are in a different country at the mm. same time you are and you're all trying the different food together but you actually only live a couple hours away so when you get back home you do and inclusion like that is is it's also it's being open to that and that's the parents as well at home and in and in the schools like yeah. it's, it's everyone i could imagine that the people who are very much racist are people who are not well traveled. Yeah. Like I I think traveling just does something where yeah. it's like you're seeing such a completely different culture and mm. it actually makes you question your own thoughts. Like a culture shock. Yeah. yeah. Like you're like, oh actually like why do we do this mm. like this? So I think ex you know, number one, having your kids um be exposed mm. and actually having your kid I mean it hasn't got to be traveling even outside the uk but mm. it's it's being able to go to different areas like you we're in south end yeah you know you go up north to leeds yeah yes you're still in england but they do things mm. differently up there mm. the food is different yeah. you know what i mean yeah. so i think that that is important yeah one thing that i need to make sure i don't do when i have um you know mixed race kids mm is emphasize the blackness too much mm. in a way that it's unbalanced for Steph. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I've had the mentality mm, to be like, true. do you know what? These kids are going to be seen as black in society. Therefore, I need to prepare them as much as I can. But actually, I need to be able to find that balance between, listen, these kids are not just black. Yeah. They are white, and yeah. also we need to embrace their white history as yeah. well. Yeah, I think it's something that, but I don't know, I've got quite a, I don't, I'm not sure. I think it's probably a quite a unique um, viewpoint in the sense that I, oh, it's such a big statement, but it's, it's true. So it's, how can I say it? I mean, that Listen, be honest. Say so how it is. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Well, it's a bold statement, but, you know, it is what it is. So it's like, I do see mixed race children. Yep. I believe that they are blessed with being mixed race because of what they're mixed with. Yeah, it's, of course. It makes them, I believe, like for me, it's like, they're just so strong. That things are different, like, my hair can't do the same stuff. My mm. hair's so easy to look at. It's nothing. Mm. We don't have to. I have to prepare a mentality to teach someone about loving their hair because it needs love. It mm. needs It needs looking after. It needs style to protect it, to help it grow. We had a brush tugged through it and shoved up and that was it. It wasn't, a, you know, it wasn't about cultural processes with things, but... I look at it as like they're blessed for that. So it's it's really also showing that side as well that you it's 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 got to be you have the best of both worlds. Mm. You know, you you are and look at I don't know the numbers, the stats of the population, but I can imagine that the mixed race population is rising 
it's up to us with what does that look like? So what are we teaching them and how can their brains change things in 15 years from now with what with that balance after it's been implemented and they're travelled and what does that look like after yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, I've got a couple of points to that. The, f- mm. the, the first one, um, I don't think in however many years race is actually going to be a thing because um, there's going to be so much mixing that nobody's going to be saying, I am one-eighth this and one-eighth yeah. that and two-eighths yeah, that. Yeah. Like because what you're going to have is your kids, like if your kids have kids with someone who's Chinese, like... It takes a total it, different route from yeah, what even we thought was exactly. our cultural So, so interesting because it's now this, yeah. it's like, imagine, you know, Christian going with a girl Chinese, mm. like that is a cultural overload. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's a cultural overload. That's a but DNA that, that, overload. That <laughs> baby that would be born but is still a mixed of races child, so no true. matter that what boxes or what things is. Yeah, still like what is it going to be? So, mm. so that's that's not really going to exist. Mm, so and true. I've forgotten what my second point was. <laughs> <laughs> I was really confident. And I was like, do you know what? Yeah, I'll come back. Two points. Uh, Said one, can't remember the other. (laughs) It may come, it may come. It might come, who knows? But yeah, I think um, just going back to me not overpowering my Mm, mm, mm. blackness Mm. in terms of finding the balance between, you know, our kids, I need to make sure that I don't do that. And actually, like, history is history. Our, I think we, I feel uh, that, or I, I guess I can say that I feel that we emphasize our blackness more because we have been on the disadvantaged side. So it, it, it almost feels like we need to compensate to say like, hey, look, yeah. we've done this stuff. It's not just about slavery, yeah. but actually... The white history is also important because you want your kids to be able to know, you know, your family history, mm-hmm. Rebecca. Yeah. And, you know, they might want to do something. Um, and if, again, like me and Mac, if mm. my granddad was an engineer, that would be like, yeah. whoa. So, you know, that that would be as important as it is to us, yeah. to, um, to them. Yeah. Yeah. So we, you know, we need to make sure that we, we find that balance and, and us, Mac, as black men mm-hmm. are not overpowering and saying black history, black history, black yeah. history, black history. I, I completely understand your point there, but, you know, I agree and disagree. I think the reason why as black people, we try to overcompensate our history is because now, you know, we're in a day and age where information and knowledge is accessible. Where back in the day, we didn't have that. You know what I'm saying? We're now able to share new information, found out, find out actually the real story of, you know, let's say someone like, um, I don't know, Harriet Tubman or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Find out the true story about, you know, um, 
some I'm just using the American slave um, history mm. as an example because mm. that's what people would understand and people can you know, mm. but we can we can share more now and I think that's why as you know as as as, as black people we f- that's why we feel more compelled to 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 promote that now in this day and age because you know we we're not in this place where we can get prosecuted for saying what you would really want to say. Also, what you gotta remember is how are things documented in history of course like rebecca's family history would mm-hmm. be w- way well defined yes, and documented yes, yes, than yes. what ours well, would yeah would yeah, yeah you know so it it's it's also tough to teach family history to your kids that you don't even know about yourself like yeah, i'm yeah. i'm Man, I am so bad with my family history. I couldn't tell you what my granddad did. I couldn't tell you what my grandma did. Like, I, I don't, I don't know anything further than, like, my granddad. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know where, you know. There's things that in my life I still need to go back and yeah. look at and, and start and doing some research. And yeah. And go back to South Africa and say, right, okay, you where does my second name come from? Where yeah. you know, yeah, I need yeah. to do that. I feel like I need to do yeah, that. 100%. 100%. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so it's things that I can pass on to my kids and say, Listen, this is where your great whatever came from and this is the story of how you are here I now. Can take one little nugget that might change everything for them because like you say it might just be that moment that it goes I've always, I've always had dreams about that. I didn't, I've never known why, but maybe that you know, it's something that can spark something into somebody. And I think with you know how you are saying about not sort of over imposing or almost trying to foresee a problem that might not even exist mm. until it arises, until that first thing happens, and you go. I know what this is, and we need to have a chat. So I need you to know this is why this has went down like this. So, so tell me this then. What age do you think it is suitable for you mm. to start saying, listen, you are mixed race, but you're seen as black, and as navigating this world as a, as a black man, these are the things. What age do you think that you can start having those conversations with your kids? Do you know what? I think conversations like that usually just open up for themselves. Do you know what I'm saying? You you could be just in a situation where your you know your kid just says something and then boom, you it's not like there's a age cap that you can say no. By this time, I should have. It comes. Or when with do you under, feel it's appropriate? But like, oh, but like if we, but I would say you know maybe maybe ten years old, you know maybe even like I think in this day and age probably seven. Because seven years old, they know how to operate an iPhone. They know how to go on Xbox and operate that thing so they can have some sort of understanding. Even the music, like like hearing what they're saying and things that are just, do you know what I mean? Like, so as you were saying before, it's that whole thing where when you hear the N-word and who is saying it, what does that mean for you? Because you've heard mm. someone say it, but what am I? If I And can I, what if I say this around these people? It's, it's then what they're exposed to. So I hear what you're saying that now everything's younger. They're they're now online 
playing Fortnite with strangers over the world. Yep. They could say a mixed race and they're like, <laughs> are you? Yeah. And go in and you're like, what did they just say to yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did they just call me? What did that even mean? Like, maybe bypass it, maybe not. Maybe someone else said something at another time. And You know what? The online world is just a whole nother world. Do you know what is something, though? Like, even about... Because even, as I was saying... The young ones are, the, the only time that I've noticed things myself personally is, say if you're at a play park, you know, like a, a children's play park. Yep. And then, like, as I said, my, my child's he's young, but he's, he's big, he's robust, he's strong, like he's fast, he's, you know, so he'll be running. And then it's like their little faces, I've never seen something. And you look and you're like, maybe you genuinely have just never seen a kid in the playground that's, big and full of energy mixed race with big bouncy curly hair when you're a little tiny blonde girl who's oh do you know that do, do you find do you find any like do you find any judgment when you're out on your own and you've got two mixed race kids do you feel that um you know people are looking at you in a certain way do you feel there's any judgment or do i don't you know, know. What? i i don't know that's a good I, question i don't know how i would feel if I didn't already have a mixed race and black niece and nephew before I was a mum. Right. So it was never anything. From from 18, my, my niece was born, my, my mixed race niece. And from then, I've never once thought of anything. That, even me taking her or holding her or anything. I never think about how it looks. And I think it's probably, I don't know, I've never really thought about what it looks like to be honest mm, <laughs> mm, mm. i don't know I, I've, I've yeah i know what you're saying in terms of like you, you don't you don't know whether people kind of judge you or not but i don't know i always feel that people are judgmental when they see a white woman with mixed race children Oh, the baby daddy must have yeah, left her you know, yeah, exactly but you know, exactly. But you know what i think it is is where is I she? Where she's got to be. He's, she's got to be single. That's, that's quite a South End thing, though. You reckon? Yeah, that's it. Because I didn't know about this narrative, really. Like, I, I honestly was quite naive toward the cliche that I could look like and be judged for. This is maybe why I don't think about it, is because I didn't realize that whole cliche existed. Like, the. Like you just said, like, oh, baby daddy, da 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 or mm. like, oh, she's out on her own with two mixed race kids, whatever. Yeah. Like, what's yeah. the story there yeah. type thing? Where is he? That drama is here. That thought thing is, I'd, I honestly, I don't think if you were in Scotland, say, like, the, I just wouldn't, that I wouldn't think along those lines. Like, I genuinely wouldn't. I would not here of uh, that's why i think it's here because i moved from there so i've seen different um just like even you mentioned that now it's like you s would think that because it happens so often here people it's like um it's just i don't know i think it's just more of a thing it must be more of a thing down south than it is up north but that narrative isn't something that automatically would trigger my brain like this is what i look like when I go out, 
I don't think that that's what people would think, but that's no, and, and, probably and you just because like, I don't obviously, listen, think you that. Should be, you shouldn't be going out and thinking that you're you're being judged. But yeah, but it's it's, it's what it could. Yeah, the I reality. Mean, in in Scotland, you could say that you know there's kind of like there's less black people yeah, there, it's so true, they they, yeah. they obviously won't be that like mm. oh here's another one, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh huh. Where's the <laughs> baby daddy? <laughs> Look, where yeah yeah she's pushing two kids mm-hmm. in one pram. You yeah. must have left us straight it, away. Exactly, you know. But there there isn't. You know how they do. <laughs> But, there, but there I don't, because that. you've been here and you're still here, so I don't know. No, no, but, the, but that's, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's, that's why I mean the cliche thing is genuinely not, but it's 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 because it obviously comes from somewhere. It's a reality that is worth making a judgment about because it's the norm in a lot of cases. Do you know what? I think going back to the point that you, that you mentioned earlier on, Lynn, when you was talking about um my daughter and how her understanding and what her perspective is on what when it comes down to racism and then right. you mentioned about how she was different when she went to Africa. Mm-hmm. So with that, I think, you know, mixed race people in England, exactly like how we've just said now, especially in Essex, I think mm. they're looked upon as in, oh, your daddy must not be there, mm. or something, or something must okay, have gone wrong, or da 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 Do you know what I'm saying? That's the narrative I, I think personally is pushed with within the society that we're in right now. But when these kids then go to Africa and then they've got these, you know, their family members looking at them and they're different color. And they're looking at them like, oh my goodness, you're so beautiful, you're so... They then look at life differently because they're like, wow, look, I'm in now in this place where people value me, people cherish me, people don't look at me as in, oh, where's your dad? They're more mm. excited to be, you know, just around yeah, no, me. Where's your wanna, dad? Like, we're your family. Yeah, like you people, are people are curious to touch your hair. People are curious to touch your skin in that in that sense. Do you know what I'm saying? But uh, when you look at the flip side of the coin, when you're back in Essex, is then now that whole thing with, you know, uh, that narrative is being pushed where off. Is he? Yeah. yeah, where is he? And don't think for a second that the kids don't feel that or they don't see that because when these other parents are talking in front of their kids, their little kids are hearing. Mm. And when they go into the playground... Those That's little kids are saying to like, yeah, well, yeah. I bet you your daddy is not around. Yeah. Yeah. Or I bet your you your... Or where... Is he in prison? Mm. I bet your dad is it. Is your dad a mm. drug Mate, dealer? Is a, and I'll bite your face off. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> oh but, but like, in this, in this day and age, yeah, like, when... I think when raising mixed-race kids, yeah, is very important to install that, um, that sense of belonging to them. Do you know what I'm saying? They need to be, they need to feel grounded. They need to feel like, do you know what? Yeah, I am in this space that I'm in now, but there is more to life than this. I've got, I've got something else that I can go and, do you know what I'm saying? Especially, let's say for me and Julian, uh, we grew up here. We're not from here. Mm. We grew up here. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? So we've got a whole nother side of our lives that we can introduce our kids to. Mm. So like when you've got your kid and then you start researching back into your into your bloodline and your family history, bro, you never know. You might be fucking entitled to like fucking crazy amount of land. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. And then you've got that. And then that's automatically now belongs to your kids. So yeah. your kids now 
are those people, that generation that's going to build the bridge between the UK and Africa mm. because it's a lot more closer to home to them than anything else. Mm. I, I think the perception that black people are not there for their kids, especially like black men are not there for their kids, that's still alive and kicking. Do you know what? The perception... Like, the perception Yo, that shit is happening though. There mm. are guys out there. Yeah, it's happening, of course. Active, but like, obviously, but I don't have I don't have the statistics to say yeah, yeah, like listen, what's the white listen, and what's the black. Yeah, but it's it's happening on both sides. Of That's course, of course, of course, of course, of course. But it's pushed more. I hear you. Yeah, but but then as as black men, like it's like oh yeah, you know we're not responsible. We're you know. Gonna go to prison. Do you know this, what? And that. that and that goes back to that conversation that we was talking about comp- overcompensating. Why do you think like we've got a lot of like black guys out here and they have to overcompensate who they are, live life that's bigger than what they're actually doing, mm. or do you know what I mean? Wearing a big chain or wearing expect to over absorb you who you are. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You wanna overexpress yourself because you feel like you're you're not adequate to the society that you're in because that's the narrative that's been pushed you mm, know what i'm saying mm. so you know yeah we could talk all day bro <laughs> i know man i know i think i think that is that is definitely one that we have to talk about in terms of the the perception of black men being fathers out there because man i would not want anybody to think that I wouldn't be there for my kids, mm, whether mm. they know or they don't know. Mm. Like that, having that. Like, how can you judge that? Yeah, like, like having having someone even what's the criteria. Think about <laughs> what's yeah? What's, yeah. what's yeah. the criteria? What, what, to what, say what kind of yeah? You look like someone who wouldn't be there for your children. Yeah, like, yeah. What? That's what it is. <laughs> that's the, that's the thing. You you look like someone who wouldn't be there for the and that's that is it. That is the facts of it. And Whew. you know, we've just got um. At the end of the day, we that that's just noise. We mm. as black men need to know that we are there for our kids, and yeah. we need to know that there's white men who are out there that are not there for the kids. God, Eileen, say that louder for those in the back. Say that again. There are <laughs> white people who are not there for their children. <laughs> yes. Yeah, man. But there is also uh-huh. black people. Who are not there for the actual. There you go. For louder for those in the back. They've exactly. got to hear that. No, but that's that's the real shit you just said right there, man. But that, but but that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um so to wrap up, you two, if Steph was here right. in terms of raising mixed race kids, what what advice would you be giving me in terms of bringing kids up in this environment that we're living in with all its problems? Do you know what? It's simple, man. Just love them. Do you know what I'm saying? Just make sure they don't go through what you went through, in a sense. Do you know what I'm saying? And this is what one thing that I don't understand about absent fathers. You know, you got guys that had that didn't have their dad around, and then they're subject to put their kids through the same thing. So, like, yo, you've got to be one fucked up individual in your fucking head, yeah, to put someone through that same pain that you went through. Why? Why? Do you know what I'm saying? That's like, yo, my man. Do you know what I'm saying? And one thing we need to fucking start pushing as well as the black community is seeing therapy. Do you know what I'm saying? If you need to speak to someone, if you need to seek help, 
Like mental health is something that we really need to openly start speaking about within the black community. Do you know what I'm saying? Because mm. things like this, going back to our mixed race kids, it gives them complexes. Do you know what I'm saying? If you've got like a, uh, let's say for instance, like a black parent or even a white parent that don't understand who they truly are or they don't have the, do you know what I'm saying? Rebecca, tell me, tell me and Steph right now, what advice you'd give us in terms of raising, um, raising mixed race children? I would say that take the responsibility to research and understand and know what part of what stories you want to make sure that you both put into your children mm. as both sides culturally and even adopting myself I try to speak little bits of Shona I can say which is the Zimbabwean mm. language I can say good morning to my son in Shona mm. so my my what? my guanani oh, okay. I can <laughs> say really nice things in Shona actually, <laughs> but these little things I think that should naturally be there and that will like Shumba, you know, this one's known as Shumba. My son knew a lion as Shumba before lion, but also as lion because that's if he says, and I wrote in his notes at nursery, if he points to lion and says Shumba, it's, he's it, still correct. Yeah, 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 I guess yeah. it's still. So my responsibility to portray those, mm. those across and taking the responsibility for that balance that we're talking about because all we can hope to do is give them the best of both worlds, which yeah. is because it is beautiful. Mm. Like, look at everything we're talking about, but we're all here talking about having or having in the future mixed-race children mm. and what that looks like. So that in itself is is something. So take the responsibility for your own side. Get that Makes balance. Sense. yep. Balance the cultures that's it. and, and show, take responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. That's, the, that's the cure to racism, right there. Makes sense, guys. It's been great. You've Thank taught you me very a lot. Much for having me. I shall relay this information back to Steph. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, nice one, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs>